This episode of Small State Big Takes is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbooks apps, is officially live in Massachusetts. Don't bet with some out-of-town sportsbook. Bet local from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code SSBT will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 or more on anything. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers who use code SSBT get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place $5 bets on anything. That's code SSBT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hope is here. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. Visit GameSenseMA.com. 21 plus, physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Pre-launch offers, participants void. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 335 for the second week in a row. It is just the two of us. Uh, just the two of us. Uh, I'm I'm like sixty percent right now. Uh, Josh is gearing up for his his child is finally coming. They have a scheduled labor. I don't know if I should be saying this. It doesn't matter because by the time anybody listens to this, it'll have happened by now. Uh, they have scheduled labor on Wednesday, March 29th. So that is exciting news. So he's prepping for that. Steve is doing a. a we tried to get him to come this week, but he's still crammed up with. Um, he said he's got a review session tonight for something. So whatever the fuck that means. But guys, guys got his, his plumbing. Who do you think his plumbing tutor is? Who do, what do you think that guy looks like? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. You think like he sh- he shouldn't need any tutoring with uh, you know the family business and everything? That's true. That's true. He's got a, his dad number one number one TA in the country. He's a <laughs> Yeah, I can confirm. In the world, they, maybe they do great work. Yeah, no, and you're—I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're selling yourself a little. You're—you're you're like this is your flu game right here. You—I <laughs> don't want to say flu because no, well, no, no. I don't mean true, it's, not it's literal not, flu. It's not that bad, but uh, well, yeah, just the equivalent of the rough, Jordan. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of days here, but uh, you know the grind don't stop. You got to get better for opening day Thursday with Josh, not with Josh, with Steve and uh, SSB Hall. SSBT Hall of Famer James Murph. Uh, that will be the duo or the trio, I should say, that uh, we will be taking on Fenway Park in the in the cold. So I'm really just trying to uh, to gear up and get get good for that. What's the uh, what's the game plan? What's the what's the move that you guys are doing? I don't even know what time is the the Sox game. I haven't even looked that games far at, ahead. Games at two. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Two, two Eastern. <clears throat> oh fuck. <laughs> but um, going experiencing it last year, I know. Especially if we drive, we got to get there hours early. So I underestimated last time. I took my time. I was like, oh, I'll get there like two hours early and be fine. I tried to get there for two hours early. You hit traffic, and then by the time I got to Fenway Park, it was like. 45 minutes for the game and there's no parking anywhere. So I had to go park like a mile away down on street parking gotcha. and whatnot. So the plan is to get there early and bite, bite the bullet with the, uh, with the parking situation. And then 
I know I'm pretty sure they open like open the gates at like 12 so earlier than they usually do and uh yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll hit hit up some bars around there or if, for for whatever reason anybody wants to to hang out we'll be up there I know my parents are going too so I'll meet up with them at some point oh nice um I'm very excited it'll be my second opening day doesn't sound like it's going to be as enjoyable weather-wise but that's okay uh i i think we'll we'll have fun regardless as long as uh we bundle up enough i like it shout out to the martells opening day family that's that's awesome that your parents go (laughs) yeah i don't know uh if they have done opening day before but they are this year nice i was i have not done a fenway opening day i've only done the phillies to be honest with you so um, but I mean, I feel like the atmosphere everywhere is electric, right? It's always like a sellout crowd. I shouldn't say everywhere, everywhere, but like in the Northeast, all most, the, the teams that are competitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a great day around the country for baseball fans. Cause where you guys sitting right field, nothing too special. I don't remember nice. exactly where, but, uh, no obstructed views or anything, which is, yeah. which is good. And, um, I mean, there. Yes, there are bad seats at Fenway Park if you're in the grandstands behind a pole, obviously. But uh, yeah. avoid avoided all that, and and we'll be fine. I like it. I like it. I hope you. I hope you're. Are, if you're driving up with the crew, I hope you guys listen to this pod on the way. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably the only thing in James Murph's uh, queue. If he's yeah. if he's driving or if he has the ox, I think so. Uh, you might be hearing this back in a little bit. So if you guys are, what up? Enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what they'll be wanting to listen to on the way up there. (laughs) I'm pumped, though. I mean, opening day, as you just mentioned, is is right here. Right. We're knocking on the door of it. Um, Got a lot. I don't know. A lot to a lot to go over in this pod. Obviously, some baseball preview stuff. We're going to do some some awards, I think. Um, Any any big takes to start it off with? How do you feel about March Madness, actually, before we kind of go baseball mode? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I think this is the we saw this is the first time since, however, like twelve years or something, a one seed hasn't been in the Elite Eight, and then um, we see UConn, Miami, FAU, and SDU in the Final Four. I mean, if you had that in any bracket that you made, hats off to you, because <laughs> uh, that is insane. It's been I mean, awesome. Nobody's got a perfect bracket, right? Like that must have been done a couple rounds ago. Perfect I, I feel bracket? like I haven't heard No, anything. absolutely. That was okay. done in the first day when <laughs> when FDU and Princeton both won. That's true. That's true. Uh, that okay. Even Final Four, I I'd be surprised to see uh any significant number of of perfect Final Fours left. And I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again here, but like I just can't help but root against Dan Hurley. It is what it is. I understand the people that root for him. If you're I'm one of them, fan, I understand. Yep. Yeah. I just don't agree with it because I can't help but thinking, but think like, man, if he like, this is year four or five over there, UConn, that's four or five more years. He could have spent that URI building up to be just a perennial a 10 powerhouse wagon auto bid type of team. Kind of what PC has become over the last few, you know, five or so years, they've become really just a, a lock for the tournament every year. And I wish Hurley had chosen to stay at URI and do that. He chose to go to UConn and rebuild that program and, you know, 
maintain not i guess not maintain but like bring glory back to uconn and a big east power five school i get the move it's a career move i will just will always be salty about it no and i get that and obviously i would prefer if if early had stayed um not just because it hasn't really worked out since and obviously i believe in archie and everything like that but i mean the thing that's like i don't know it's just i wish it was where uconn and you or i were on similar levels but the fact that they're they're in there what i uh, is it five final four since 99 i think with three different coaches for uconn that's that's pretty freaking crazy so that's like i feel like that's what sets them apart to be like I, I saw a debate recently within the last couple of days where it's like, is UConn a blue blood? Like, I think people were kind of saying no, but it is like with that recent success across that many head coaches. Although, you know what, Kevin Ollie's situation, he had a Jim Calhoun team. So I feel like that is yeah. a little cheap. It's also like it, but it's also never like UConn is uh, they're, they're the number one, number two team coming into the country every year. They're. Everything about all the all the times they go on these runs, there it's a tournament like this that gets so exactly. ugly that it's just they've like, been yeah. eight seeds, make winning the finals and stuff, and now they're a four seed. Although this was their best year in in a while because they did get as high as two, so yeah. it's not like they were sneaking under the radars like a oh look at this second team in the American Conference sneaking in as an eight seed. Can they yeah. make a little run like FAU is this year? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just like now they're back in the Big East, so maybe they can get to that blue blood level, I guess. But it's it, it'll never be like Kentucky and UNC and Duke and shit. To no, me. that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I did see, although I don't know if anything's happened. I think this, I don't know, might have been like a big cat part of my take thing that I heard this, but it just stuck with me. Um, we've got a, a trifecta in play for Conference USA, um, where. I think they're the C, what is it? The CBI? Oh, the NIT. Well, no, there's both, right? You have the NIT, you have the CBI, yeah, CBI. and the NCAA tournament. All three of those have like uh, Conference USA teams still in like the final four of like each oh, of their who, respective who, tournaments. Who won the CBI? I don't even remember. You know, I'm trying to look at it, that right now because I know UAB still in the NIT. And so is um, Texas. Oh, true. So that's... <laughs> But isn't that wouldn't that be crazy to get? It's like one of those stupid that things would be of like funny. <laughs> same so conference. The CBI and CBI ended last Wednesday. Charlotte won the CBI. So wow, they are yeah, that is Conference USA. That's right. Wow, that's cr- oh, you know what? Shout out to oh Malik Martin. I wonder if that hurts. He could have been there, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know who Charlotte? I actually oh. uh, saw recently? I don't remember what team he was on, but you remember Dana Tate? Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was still around this year playing somewhere. He does not look like the Dana Tate that, that we kept, come, uh, grew to love over here at URI. He looked like he was 30. Really? Yeah, he grew up a little bit. Shit. I totally forgot about him, by the way. Like, yeah. I, that's a name that comes to mind, but I feel like that was forever ago when it's exactly. I mean, I guess you're right, though. Yeah, because he had that. Like, why did why aren't his stats on his the? They don't have any URI stats here. It's Norfolk State. Norfolk State. Yep, yeah, there. This. I feel like he had an in between school, though. I feel like he didn't transfer straight there. He was. I mean, he was a big dude, though. Yeah. Um. And, so. All in all, yeah, the tournament has been awesome this year. It's there's not like the star power you're you're maybe used to seeing, but 
the games have been awesome. The no matter who wins, it's going to be a Cinderella story. I think at this point, yeah. uh, especially if SDSU or FAU wins, it will be Miami ACC team. All right, but Miami's been counted out all year, just like they were all year last year, and even UConn. Like I, I know they've been really good, and the Big East has been really good, uh, but um, they they kind of had a, a a low there for like a month or so where they weren't playing good, and I think a loss lost a lot of people, but they bounced back and uh, and went on a run. So yeah, and, I mean they they had a hot, a peak early in the season, right? Where I feel like they were like number two or four ish at one point, and yeah, it was they, like oh man, got, and then they completely fell apart kind of and then everyone was like oh UConn sucks this is always just their frauds and then they they've answered since yeah they like I think they went undefeated in non-conference or almost ran the table and uh then they got the Big East play and Big East play is no joke so excited to watch that this weekend but before that we do have baseball and before we talk more Red Sox we do want to do our annual uh award award show true and uh and you know what too let's let's do this in terms of our our, our awards and, and whatnot good little little segue if you're looking to to make any bets on awards um boy do we have a sports book for you uh <laughs> and that would be DraftKings Sportsbook. sports book so real quick i just want to do that little ad read um obviously we're still super pumped to be part of that partnership um, and it should be rolling out for a little bit longer, which is pretty damn exciting. Um, so again, we've got the DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. It's officially live in Massachusetts. Don't bet with some out-of-town sportsbook. Bet local from the comfort of your own home or car or Fenway Park with DraftKings Sportsbook. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code SSBT will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 or more on anything. Just $5. DraftKings is the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more. With fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code SSBT to get $200 in all caps in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code SSBT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, awesome to, to do that, especially as baseball season's approaching. Anyone going to Fenway? Maybe you haven't downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I don't know how you haven't yet, but if you haven't, now's the time to do it with baseball season approaching. Um, and while Oliver's thinking about maybe a, a good value uh, awards pick or, or some maybe MLB future that that we could look at um, at DraftKings, uh, I just want a little disclaimer. Hope is here. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Play it smart. From the start with GameSense. Visit GameSenseMA.com, 21 plus, physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Free launch offer. Participants void. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. Again, promo code SSBT. Help us out. But at the same time, we love DraftKings. Happy to be part of this partnership. What do you got? Sorry, I feel like I that was a long-winded one there. Uh, yeah. So the other day, I actually put out my only win total bet for the MLB. Oh, it's a wagon, though. 
It is a wagon, and we're going with the one and only Cincinnati Reds over 66 wins this year. That is going to be my <clears throat> my team that I'm riding all year um, for plenty of different reasons. First of all, I don't know if you remember this, but I do. There was a point last year in late April into May where the Reds lost 18 out of 20 games, and included in there was a 14-game losing streak. And I think at the end of all that, it was tied. I think they set the record for the worst start in MLB history. Aside from all that, <laughs> they still went on to win 62 games. Which I mean, is, that's not which like a terrible team impressive. even last year, right? Like, that's the right. thing. Like, even on paper last year, like, sure, they're not good, but it's not they're like They're not it's... good. And, like, they had Luis Castillo and Tyler Molly last year. Okay, I get it. You don't have those guys. But you have Hunter Green, who had an awful start to the year, but really found – uh, you know, better command throughout the year. Um, and I think a lot of people, including myself, are expecting Hunter Green to take a big step up this year. Behind him, you have Nick Lodolo, who's got crazy wipeout, you know, Chris Sale-esque stuff. I think his absolute, absolute ceiling would be, uh, you know, perennial all-star like Chris Sale. Never quite win a Cy Young, but looked at as a really, really scary guy. He's tall, he's lanky, he's got a Pretty ferocious windup. He's a beast. And then you've got my boy, uh, Graham Ashcraft. Could not get a right-handed hitter out to save his life last year, so we'll see if he can adjust to that. But outside of that, he's got like a 98-mile-an-hour cutter, 98-mile-an-hour sinker. He can play off that, add in a breaking ball. So, uh, he looked you know, good in the spring, too, speed. from what I saw. He had a couple really good starts. He had a couple bad starts. It is spring training, so you know they're just out there working on stuff regardless and just making sure everything feels right. Um, so you've, I, I think they've got a pretty intriguing one, two, three there, uh, the back end, Connor Overton, Luis Sessa, Yeah. Whatever. We, I think those guys will be mixing in and out. Connor Overton was actually sneaky. Okay. When he pitched last year, he's a little older and Luis Sessa won't give you much, but he just needs to give you innings at the, out of the fifth spot. Um, Alexis Diaz also, I think is one of the sneaky, uh, really, really good closures. Kind of like that Felix Batista, uh, category where they broke out last year they they look really good all the stuff looks good let's see if they can do it again like the john schreiber although he wasn't a closer but uh alexis diaz brother of edwin diaz uh at the back end is really uh a plus the lineup is is pretty cool it's nothing sexy but you should have joey Votto coming back from surgery so he sh- he'll be going into the year healthy we'll see how long that lasts you know he's nearing 40 now um Jonathan, coming back from uh, at, the il soon ish too at some point yeah i wouldn't i i don't know if i'm a nick sensel believer but that's a name that people recognize definitely uh it's the names that the people don't really recognize i think with the reds that are going to be pretty good tj friedel and jake fraley both had ops's like over 900 at home it, it's a hitter's park they both raked at home um i like those two guys a lot they're not anything special. They're not flashy, but they're good, positive war-producing players for the war nerds out there. Um, so look at those. I like those two guys. They signed Will Myers. Can Will Myers inject himself into an everyday lineup? If there's one place he can do it, it's probably Cincinnati. The at-bats will be there for him. He hasn't hit over 20 home runs since 2017 where he hit 30. So I think, uh, you know, it's 
a little optimistic of me to rely on Will Myers of all people, but in a in a ballpark like the Great American, where it's a top three hitter friendly ballpark, I think uh, I, I think we'll see a little Will Myers redemption season, and then the exciting part, maybe this will happen, probably not. But if Ellie De La Cruz and Noel Noel V Marte get get the call this year. That is going to be really exciting. Um, De La Cruz, if you haven't heard of him, he's got like tremendous, tremendous power. Um, I don't, I don't really know a good cop. I, he's tall. He's a beast. Maybe like O'Neill Cruz esque, like, but we don't really know what O'Neill Cruz is going to be. Um, he's one of the top prospects in baseball. Noel V. Marte is the prospect they got back in the Luis Castillo trade. I think he's closer to being called up. They don't really know where they're going to put them. So all that combined, I'm not saying that the Reds are going to make the wild card team this year. Although in the NL Central, anything can happen. I do think that they are going to get over 66 wins. I like that. And then uh, Christian and Carcion Strand, too, is another one in terms of a prospect that could be up. And then you've got a couple steady guys from Tyler Steverson and Jonathan India. People forget Jonathan India won Rookie of the Year two years ago. So he's still a very good baseball player, was – Banged up last year again. Health is always going to be a concern when you're looking at futures and whatnot. But you can't you can't really take that into consideration all the way um, because everybody has a chance of a freak injury, and there are people that have shown they are have higher injury, injury tendencies than others. True. Um, no, and at the end of the day, like you got to ask yourself with the with the over under like that, it's like is that a hundred loss team? I don't That's think so. That's what I mean. And how many, on top of that, how many hundred loss teams are we going to see, like with the A's and and uh, maybe the Marlins? Although I think the Marlins are kind of sneaky. The Nationals are probably the worst team in the NL. Yeah, you're right. Like Pirates we... are a little bit better than what they were last year, right? Yeah. So I think they're probably out of that conversation. But and like, are are we going to see four one hundred loss teams? I don't think so. So no. I think one of the teams that will. Uh, stop that from happening is the Reds. A's and Nationals, I think, are you're probably your more likely candidates there. I was gonna um, say the DraftKings uh, over under on the Nationals fifty nine and a half. I that's think that's tough. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I think that I think the A's are right at that number two or sixty and a half. They're they're right around there. So I uh, and I don't have the balls to bet on a team to win under sixty games because it is baseball. I did do that last year, though. I think with the, I, oh, I think it was 63 and a half. I bet under on the A's. Yeah. If there's a team to do it, it's it's that team because boy, oh boy, are they a mess <laughs> this year, anyways. Yeah. I mean, they're just not trying. Like, even their, uh, their opening day starting pitcher, I already forget his name, but I remember Kyle, Kyle Mueller. Mueller. Yeah. It's like they're not even trying. They're just, <laughs> Guy's had, guy has like 10 big league starts in his career. Yeah. Don't <laughs> pitch on opening day against the Angels. Oh. I know. Cause you think too, it's like, it's a, like a, usually a big deal, right? It's like an honor. Even if it's like, all right, maybe it's not your best pitcher, but like sometimes you'll give it to the vet who's earned it, right? Like, and have it be like a big deal in that sense. But no, that's, that's crazy. Um, nope. I like that though. I'm kind of, I'm probably going to tail you on that. I will. So I don't want to. I, I, I'm I tempted, though, by a couple other ones, especially the, the Red Sox. That's another one that um, the number still is juicy enough to me where it's I think the last I saw it was 70 and a half. Give me that over. I agree. I yeah. think it's a mid 80s win team barring catas- 
like catastrophic injuries, which any team is. So, um, yeah. Cool. I, I agree. We'll get to that and uh, more Red Sox talking a little bit, but let's rip through okay. these awards. Uh, so we're going to do MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year. Sound good? Yep, that sounds good. All right. It shouldn't take that long because it's just uh, us two, but we do have the um, the selections from Josh and Steve that we will say at the end. So you can go first. Let's go. Uh, let's go. AL MVP outside of Otani. He doesn't count because he's like plus 200. So <laughs> if you can't pick Shohei Otani for MVP, who would you pick for your AL MVP? Okay. That's fair. That's I fair. Think, I think that's a fair way to play this game because. No. Did they not pick Otani? No, they didn't pick Otani either. Okay. And I mean. I usually pick him to be honest. So I'll. Yeah, I, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> well, because I mean, again, it is such an easy like. It's got like until he stops doing what he's doing, I'll argue that he deserves the MVP. Even last year with Judge, I was kind of on the fence where I was like, oh, I think Otani still has a a, sec- a claim to it. But um, nope, that's fair. All right, um, AL MVP. This is, I mean, it's a little chalky if we're not going with Otani as an option. However, I like the the story behind it. Um. This is tough now. Now I'm overthinking it. I'm just going to go with it. I think Mike Trout has to prove to Otani that he's got enough and that the Angels are good enough to convince Otani to stay. And I I know that you're in on Trout this year. Oh yeah. As a for in terms of his home run total, that was another previous pick that you gave out. Um it's only plus 450, so it's not crazy good value in terms of AL MVP, but I think Trout is going to pop off this year. The only reason I hesitate with that is because I know baseball is funny. It's not like the NBA where there's going to be like, oh, if you vote for Trout, then you can't vote for Otani, and there's going to be like a splitting of of guys to be like, we're only going to vote for one angel. I don't really think that's the case for baseball. It's tough to pick anyone against Otani, but if I did, I think Trout, with this extra motivation, um, I think he's going to be motivated. I've seen some things that go along with what you've said where um, he's going to try to hit for power. I saw something where people are expecting now you know, Saris being one of them was like pitching genius and just like fantasy genius where it's like he thinks that he's going to have a career high in home runs and that he's going to just like go all out to try oh. to retain Otani and do what he can. So Mike Trout is my AL MVP pick. Yeah, I agree. If it's not Otani, to me, it's Trout. Um, for a lot of the same reasons you said, I just if if he plays 140 games, 130 games, he's going to hit near 50 home runs, I think. And that'll come with a 280 average and close to 100 RBIs. And that'll be you know, over 100 RBIs probably at that point. And uh, it'll be, without Otani, uh, it'll be too good to pass up, in my opinion. If we want to that talk lineup about, is good, too. Yeah, it, it, it could be. It's not just top-heavy like it used to be, where it's like, and again, we're this is when <laughs> the, the, the two weeks of the season so far that uh, Anthony Rendon is healthy. Who knows? Yeah. Two weeks from now, we'll be like, oh, shit broke his toe again, like he's out for a while. But that, like, I mean, Hunter Renfro, like, they have a lineup. So I, I think that that's going to really boost that up. Yeah, Sorry, and it's always saying. it's not really for lack of effort with the Angels. They definitely try to spend money. They're just really bad at doing it throughout the <laughs> yeah, years. Um, Which is even funnier, where it's just like, damn, they're trying. They're just paying the wrong dudes. Yeah. Um, um, any they, value guys that you like, though, for AL MVP? Like yeah, if, if we're talking, like, uh, that mid-range, I think Corey Seager is going to be a uh, a top five finalist. 
And then if we want to go, wow, Jeremy Pena's up there with Tim Anderson and Jose Altuve. That's kind of wild to me. Yeah, other than that, I don't really like any of the super long shot guys. The longest I would go is probably like Buxton at plus 3,000 outside of that. I don't think I personally, first of all, I don't think there's a point in betting AL MVP in general, even if it is a long shot. Yeah, I, agree. I don't think the books care about paying out an Otani plus 200 MVP ticket because it's just so absurd that he's starting the year at plus 190 yeah. that one, nobody's going to bet it. <laughs> and and two, it's probably going to hit. So it's really a win-win for them. And I just don't see a point. But I think I do think if you could do like top five finalists, I would throw in like Corey Seager, maybe Byron Buxton, just because we can we've seen what he can do when he's healthy. But he's never been healthy for a, even a half a season, so who knows? But Corey Seager would be my second guy. I like it. I and you know what too? I know he hasn't had like a great great year recently. But I mean, I feel like. If we go through Vlad's career without him getting an MVP, I'll be shocked. So I agree. I think he's he's another one where I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen at some point. So well, he's... I'm glad you mentioned that because Steve and Josh both picked Vlad Jr. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. We've got some Vlad representation on the board. I like uh, it. Let's go to AL Cy Young. I think this race is absolutely wide open. I'm curious to see who, uh, who you've got here. Yeah, I mean, this one... Is interesting to me because it's you've got the the top guys obviously in Degrom and Cole, um, both interesting. De, Degrom new league obviously health is a concern for him. I don't really love either Manoa. Sorry, all right. We've got a we've got a, like a water leakage thing in Philly, so we keep getting emergency alerts. <laughs> Tap water is now ruled safe to to drink. It was crazy, dude. I spent like seventy dollars on bottled water the other day wow. because. They were like, can't drink tap water for like, we don't know how long. And then everything was sold out. So the only thing they had left were like luxury one liter <laughs> bottles. So I have now I have a ton of Fiji and Evian. That oh, I don't no. But <laughs> all good. Um, Anyway, Alec Manoa and Dylan Cease, I'm a little afraid of. I don't love Shane Bieber. I'm going to go crazy here. And I am going to say, I mean, it's a name we already mentioned before, but Otani. Give me Otani at plus 1200 too, especially odds wise. Um, I really like that. I feel like he's flirted with winning the Cy Young before. He's got the stuff. He looks just so nasty. It's just a health bet, realistically, with with him for MVP. Um, and then pitching wise, all those guys kind of scare me. Uh, health wise, slash, I don't know. Cease and Manoa, can they bounce back? Or can they do what they did last year? Um, and match that. I don't know. So yeah, Otani for me. Okay. Um, I have Otani strikeout leader, so I'd be thrilled to see that personally. Uh- and I'm going chalk here. I think if Jacob deGrom gives you 28 starts, he's winning the MVP. I still think he's the best pitcher on the planet. I don't really think it's necessarily close either. Um, unfortunately, he's just been a guy, especially lately, the past couple of years, where it, it, the injuries just caught up to him. But uh, I, go, I would go into these awards assuming that they play a relatively healthy season, and I think that is the best one on the board. Um, yep, go ahead. Speaking of that, though, the one thing I almost mentioned for AL MVP of long shots, I kind of like sprinkling DeGrom as a plus 8,000. That okay. would be the one that's like, if there's a good dude that does it as a pitcher, that's not Otani, assuming. And again, I hope Otani's healthy, but if he's not, which he's had injuries in the past, um, I don't know. DeGrom is a little, little tempting at that value. So I, I like that, though. 
yeah, I don't mind that. And then when we move to Steve and Steve has Shane Bieber, shocker. And Josh has Kevin Gosman, who I, I don't mind that pick. He's a, you know, Kevin Gosman is a X stat fit, absolute warrior. Um, and they do have an improved defense. So his numbers should kind of get back to some sort of medium. Um, and as we know, he's big on Kevin Gosman this year. He is a little too big, but yeah. no, that's it. All right. I let's, like it. let's do uh AL rookie real quick. Okay. I mean, I know Volpe just got called up and Gunnar Henderson is uh, going to be a popular one, but give me the bias play. Give me Yoshi. Yup. That's give, easy. Give I'll be quick with that one. I already, we already bet it. We're, we're good to go. I'm all aboard of that. Yeah. I think Steve's all on board too. We talked about it last week or two weeks ago, how like we're just so in on Yoshi and it's sickening, but it is what it is. Um, all right. He's going to be effective right away. I think that's the difference. He's just yeah. like majorly ready. I agree. And we will keep going. We'll go to NL MVP. This is one I think is also pretty wide open. Um, I should see, or I think I know where you lean here, but let's hear it. NL MVP. You know, I think I picked this guy last year. Um, I'm actually, you know, I'm just going to pivot. I'm going to do someone different. I'm going Mookie. I think he's just been so good for so long. He's due for another MVP. He doesn't do anything crazy. I like the other guys near the top. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going Mookie here. I think the Dodgers need him, and I think he's going to step up because they're so banged up, and that lineup needs him to be an MVP. Yeah, to those top four there, Soto, Trey Turner, Acuna, and Mookie, I mean, take, take your pick. Sure. Uh, while I think Soto... Similar to Vlad, like if we keep going year to year and Soto doesn't find his way into an MVP, I will be absolutely uh, like, I don't know what I'll do. That would be the most shocking sports thing like ever to me. True. Um, so it's Acuna too, like, to be honest, I, like he's I, another I one. Just going to say even Acuna, like it's only a matter of time before those one of those two guys win it. But then again, like who really anticipated Goldie coming out of nowhere and putting on just a freak season? True. Like is, is Matt Olson going to do that this year? I've heard Schwarber? that as a as a pretty popular little trendy uh, sneaky MVP ticket is uh, Matt Olson, which I don't mind like Matt Olson mm-hmm. and Austin Riley. You look at their numbers and you're like, these guys got MVP numbers, sure. um, but I'm going to be boring. I'm going to take Juan Soto every year until he gets his. I like it. I almost went Acuna here. Cause I feel like he's due for one eventually, but his year last year, if you look at the numbers, something was wrong. I think he was a little hurt, but the numbers are bad or like, just yeah, not, well, he, it's a hard drop off. Yeah, recovering from ACL, and then he had to get caught up. So, yeah. um, Josh had NL MVP Manny Machado. All right, I thought it was Josh... gonna be Cronenworth, so I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve, Steve has Francisco Lindor. Real okay, he's all the way back in on the Lindor uh train. All right, let's uh zoom through this. We've got NL Cy Young. Steve has Corbin Burns and Josh has Julio Urias. I, for that one, I am going with Verlander. I think he's going to come out in a big way in the NL and be okay. ready to go. How about uh, how about Aaron Ola for me? Ooh, that's a I good like, value pick I, too, I right? I like the Aaron Ola. Plus 1,200 right there with his partner and Zach Wheeler. Um, give me give me Aaron Ola all day and of course you can't can't sleep on Mitch Keller 
Oh, come on. He's not, he's not He can't even be listed, right? <laughs> no, he's not. NL Rookie of the Year. Pretty. We've got some good names here. I'm going with the Diamondbacks kid, Corbin Carroll. Um, although there are a lot of really good NL Rookie of the Year candidates, I think. Yeah, no, I, I feel you there. Um, I'm going to go, I'm, you know, I'm going to double down. I'm going to do Kode Senga, another, um, another I feel like it's weird for pitchers to win rookie of the year, but at the same time, a guy who's probably major league ready is in yeah. his, what, is he 30 or late 20? So he's, he's in a different. He's not like a normal pitch. He's not like Grayson Rodriguez where they're probably going to limit his innings or anything. Yeah. Um, and jo- Josh didn't do rookie. I forgot to ask him for that. And Steve has Hayden Wisniewski, the Cubs pitcher. Oh, I didn't even know he's still a rookie. I, he pitched a bit last year, right? Yeah, considered a rookie. Uh, that's our episode this week. Tune in next week. Um, we're going to try to start getting some guests on here soon. We got to uh, – hopefully I'll be feeling better and reaching out to people. But nonetheless, good episode talk. So excited baseball is back. And so, uh, go go Canes. Oh, you know what? Dan Hurley, I got your back. Go, go Huskies. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, let's do it. Let's end. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the socks. All right. I'll do my best. Let's go.